I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Be honest. How many times has your mind drifted off in recent weeks? transporting you to a fictional world where Harland and Sancho join your club and run riot. But could it ever actually be a reality? We dipped into Eurosport's network of journalists to get the lowdown on Borussia Dortmund's latest stars. Our call was answered by the superbly named Tom Muller in Germany, the perfect companion for me, Ben Snowball, and fellow Harland Sancho dreamer Pete Sharland. And on the subject of Harland, we have an exclusive series with the Norwegian launching imminently on Eurosport.co.uk. For now, though, you're listening to Game of Opinions. Enjoy. So, yes, Tom, thanks for joining us all the way from Germany. Uh, obviously, you must get asked this question a lot, but just for clarification, you're not the Thomas Muller who just signed a new contract to Bayern Munich today. Yeah, I think uh, our chief editor wants me to be Thomas Muller because he could do exclusive interviews all the time, but not, I'm not Thomas Muller, even though uh, he was in the media today because he extended his contract at Bayern Munich for 2023 and yeah. So your real name's just Tom? You're just Tom? I'm just Tom, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Tom, not Thomas. Uh, on to Borussia Dortmund, your specialist subject, many would say. Uh, their model seems pretty obvious to us in the UK. They take a player of potential, improve them and then sell them at a tidy profit and repeat. There's now quite a few players that are attracting attention from all over the world, from big European clubs, with two players really standing out, Erling Haaland and Jadon Sancho. Um, But before we dive into the individuals, I just want to know, what do you think the secret is to Dortmund's ability to find and sign the best young talent? Yeah, I'm not quite sure if there's just one secret. Um, Dortmund uh, was on the almost... uh, financially ruined in 2004. And after that, uh, there was uh, Michael Zorg, who's a manager of uh, Borussia Dortmund, uh, and he took over management, I think, in 2005. And he built a model um, where he was scouting. He was in uh, in contact with the scouting, um, scouting guys all the time. Uh, they've uh, scouted players really early and get in touch, in touch with them really early, like they did with um, Robert Lewandowski in 2010, who uh, was signed from Lech Posen or Shinji Kagawa, who came from a Japanese second league, I think for 300,000 uh, euros. And um, yeah, that kind that model uh, built over the years. And um, even though the, the sums uh, were up, the transfer, uh, transfer fees uh, got up and also so they uh, were able to, did a huge profit like... Uh, like for players for um, 
Usman Dembele. Uh, I think they got uh, they bought him in 2016 16 yeah I think for 15 million from Stadren and uh, sold him for 125 million uh, to Barcelona. Um, so that's the guys uh, who are focused in media. Um, but there are also um, other guys like, uh, you know, Ilkay Gundogan, uh, uh, Julian Weigel. Um, they were just uh, sold for, I think, uh, with profit of 20 million, but even though they were um, bought for almost nothing. And uh, yeah, I think it's a mix between um, very, very good scouting. Um, that's important. Sven Mislintat, you you remember him, uh, also a recruit for, for Arsenal for, for two years, I think. Um, he was uh, the old called the eye in Germany because he was uh, he was able to uh, yeah to uh, to see the the guys who really um, worked for Klopp's system in the first five years until uh, 2015, um, seven years I think. Um, and uh, after that, there were other coaches like Thomas Tuchel, and he also, or they also, um, Mislintat and uh, uh, Sorg, they also managed to find the right players who really fit in Dortmund's system, and so they could blossom. Not just, though, about finding the right players, is it? It's about convincing them to join this project, because a lot of these players have gone to Dortmund, and they've sort of seen Dortmund as a stepping stone. Is it that? that Dortmund can say to them, we will not keep try and keep you if you don't want to stay. Is that why players see Dortmund as the perfect club for them to progress? Yeah, I think so. Because there have been some players like Haaland who especially mentioned that Dortmund said, this is our, uh, this is our aim. This is, they had a clear profile for him. They said to him, Erling, we are playing you. I think so. So because Paco Alcacer left and... Uh, uh, Mario Götze will uh, leave as well in, in summer, so there's no other um, striker or um, uh, in the in the German in the B- uh, BVB squad. And I think uh, that they say, okay, you're good, you're really good, um, but we can make you even better because you are you you are able to play um, here uh, in Dortmund and you are able to play on the highest level in, uh, in Champions League. Maybe we are not the club who, who will win Champions League in the next five or ten years, um, but we can make you better as a player. And I think um, mixed with uh, able to uh, yeah to give uh, huge wages as well, I think it's just a perfect uh, step, second step or first step for, for young players. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Haaland there, Pete. I'll, I'll bring you in on this. Um, when I've watched Haaland... I've watched him quite a few times actually, originally for Salzburg and and now for Dortmund. I've noticed he kind of he walks around up front panting and he looks like he's completely out of breath that the pace of the game's gone beyond him. And then his team wins the ball back and suddenly he's charging 80 yards at kind of Usain Bolt pace into the box and invariably getting on the end of it and scoring. But he still seems so raw and obviously his progression has happened so quickly in the last 12, 18, 24 months. Pete and and obviously Tom as, as well. I mean, how good could this guy be? I mean, for me, he could be, he could go down as one of the best strikers I've ever seen. That's how good he could be. How good he will be, that's impossible to say because you don't know. You're always scared of players like him that they might pick up an injury. He might lose some of that burst of pace and makes him so explosive. Everything's been thrown at him so far, though. He doesn't care. He's not scared of it anymore. He, like, he doesn't phase him, which is, I think, speaks to this newer generation of players that are coming through. They're told from a young age how good they can be. This generation believes it. They do the work and that's why they get to the top. But actually when they're there, 
they know that they belong and they're not afraid anymore. It's why someone like Mbappe can come in and do what he did when he was a teenager. Haaland's now done the same. His teammate, Jaden Sancho, they're not scared. They know they, they know they can do it. They just need the opportunity. And if Haaland goes to another team, barring injury, I would fully expect him to succeed wherever he went. It doesn't matter how big the stage is. He will keep doing what he does, which is scoring goals. So therefore, given how young he started, the records are really his. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Pete on this one. Um, but um, I think he has to make the right decisions. Um, I, I, uh, I agree with you, Ben, that uh, sometimes it even looks a bit clumsy or awkward, like he's moving, but he's so fast and, uh, like you said, Pete, uh, so confident, which is, uh, which, which is really important for young players in, in his age. Um, but he has to make the right decisions. And I think it was the right decision to join Dortmund before he got to Man United uh, or Real Madrid, where the pressure is even bigger. Uh, than in Dortmund, um, he he has he has it all, but uh, yeah, he has to show it. Uh, other players like Pulisic, because but it's only been half a year, and Usman Dembele hadn't managed the second step after being at Dortmund, but uh, I think Haaland, uh, yeah, he's special. He's special, of course. You say you say he's special, and and he's improved at a phenomenal rate. I'm guessing you'd say. Tom, that it's too early for him to leave this summer, particularly when the when his spell is. I mean, we've only played what two months, three months of his time at Dortmund because of the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, I'm quite sure. Uh, even without the um, coronavirus and and everything that is uh, going around um, with this topic, um, I think he wouldn't leave. He he wouldn't have left uh, because. Um, Like also our Norwegian experts, uh, Kjetil Rekdal and uh, Jakob Jonsson, I think, uh, said um, that, yeah, his father and uh, also himself, um, even though he's very young, they know he's a brand already. Uh, he's, he's, he's a brand himself and they are um, presenting him everywhere. So uh, Alf, Inge, Alf Inge is giving uh, interviews in uh, AS and Marca and says, yeah, he could be interesting for Real Madrid. He could be interesting for Manchester United. And they uh, do not, they won't say that it's even possible uh, that he could leave this summer. But um, he's pretty smart. I think um, Erling is pretty smart and he knows what he's got uh, in Dortmund. And um, I don't know if you know that, but um, there is a, a, a fee. I don't know what, what it's called in, in, in English. but A release, uh, a release fee. Yeah, right, right. A release fee, but it's not clicking this summer for 75 million. It's, uh, I think, 2021 or even uh, 2022. Um, so Dortmund can say with Sancho, uh, to whom we will get uh, soon, um, they can say, yeah, you can you have to give us uh, 160 million to buy uh, Haaland, which would be insane. Um, and uh, they are financially stable. So uh, I think they do not have to sell him even if a club comes uh, with 80, 90 million. And uh, yeah, like you said, um, the market is not as big as it usually is uh, in these days. And also it's now in the summer. So I don't think he will leave uh, this summer. I mean, he's a name that's going to attract a lot of attention over the coming months. He's, he's already been linked. I mean, if you read certain reports, it's he's agreed a deal already with Manchester United or, yeah. or Real Madrid. And, and, and obviously, we, we can, I can assume that that's all nonsense. I mean, he supposedly agreed to go to United and then agreed to go to Juventus. And yeah. now he's at, he's, at, he's at Dortmund. Pete, maybe, where, do you, where could you see Haaland ending up if we say Dortmund isn't his final destination? 
Well, let's get this out of the way quickly. Uh, United would be a cataclysmic move for him. That would be a disaster. Like he just, there's no, I, there's no way you could recommend any big name player to join United right now. It is such a mess of an organisation from top to bottom. There's no clear structure in place. You couldn't. He he played under Solskjaer, obviously at Molde, but you can't join that club and think Solskjaer's going to be there for more than a year or two. For me, the obvious one where he probably will end up is Real. I think he's obviously a big Galactico, and I think he would work in their system. The one that I haven't seen mentioned so much that I would love to see, I'd love to see him in Klopp's Liverpool team. I know they're being linked to Timo Werner really heavily, but for me, if you're Liverpool, I reckon you can wait one more season and try and pick up Haaland when his release clause activates, because I think he would be unbelievable. As Salah and Mane start to get a little bit older and they start to... Maybe, I don't, they may not decline, they may keep going at this rate, but if they start to decline a little bit, if you can bring in someone like Haaland, who will still be in his early 20s, works as hard as he does, presses like he does, and scores the amount of goals he does, that's the clear way for them to stay at the top of the table. It seems like Manchester United have have one more season to kind of get back into the top two or three of English football to have any chance of convincing him. Um, but another name that seems to be more likely is Jadon Sancho. Loads of reports. And again, we say reports, because we have no idea of the credibility of these necessarily. Um, but saying that Sancho has agreed terms with Manchester United, that that he's been swayed by the fact that he can become the, the club's key man, that they'll build his team around him. I mean, surely be mad to join to join Manchester United in this summer. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it stinks of United's press team trying to get out some good PR at the moment, um, that they're going to be still be relevant in the summer. The one thing I would say is that, and it's the one thing that makes me think that Haaland might go, is for Haaland, it's Mino Raiola. Like, I think he's a big factor in this. For Sancho, I think it's how close he is with Marcus Rashford. Like, I don't think that's put on or anything when you see them joking around. They are genuinely close and they're good mates. And I think that Sancho would love to play with, with Rashford. But again, like, I just don't understand why, if you're Sancho, you're going to move. Like I understand the idea of being the man who fixes everything for United, but that's exactly what Paul Pogba was told. That's exactly what Paul Pogba said he was going to come and do. And at that stage of his career, Paul Pogba was arguably further along than Sancho was, and he's been unable to do that because what we've, what we've, what we've realised is that one player is not enough. You can't change that with one player. You need a whole structural team, and until United sort their stuff out at the top, that's not going to be fixed by signing Sancho. And I, I like to think... Is Sancho smart enough to realise that? Tom, how has Sancho bedded in at Dortmund? Obviously, we know him first, firstly as a as the England under seventeen player who kind of helped us to the World Cup success there. But he seems each season he just seems to be getting better and better and becoming an assist king. And it's weird because each time he plays for England, we don't necessarily see that he's he's had I think ten twelve caps and he hasn't he hasn't yet clicked in the same way that he does for Dortmund, where he's racking up the assists and racking up the goals. I mean, do you think? He's ready for a move to a big club. How do you see his development? Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, it's difficult. But at first, um, Sancho's been phenomenal this season for Dortmund. Uh, I think if you look at his numbers, he's uh, 17 goals and 19 assists in 35 games. Um, overall um, competitions and uh, is even, I think, 14 and 16 in Bundesliga, which is third best in Europe. So it's the third best scorer in Europe only uh, I think Giro Immobile and uh, I don't know maybe probably Messi. Ja- probably Jamie Vardy. It'd be Jamie Vardy. Oh, J- Jamie Vardy. Yeah, he's as on, well. Yeah, he's on this. But, but scoring, scorers, not not only a goal, but also assists. I think maybe, scoring, maybe, yeah. Because Vardy's got not so, sure, not Bardi's sure. Got so, yeah, but 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 Vardy's got so many goals though. <laughs> but but that's not the that's not the point here. I think uh, that he is uh, he's only uh, at this age and is already this good and. Th- 
he has been uh, this good for two seasons now. So for his first season, uh, he joined Dortmund in 2017. His first season was okay, but uh, Dortmund, um, there were, were just other players more important than him. But last year, he, he did a huge step and this year he did another step. So many in Germany thought he would leave already uh, last summer. But we were quite sure that he could leave in winter. But if he wouldn't leave in winter, which he didn't, he will leave in the summer. That was sure as hell here in Germany. So it was it's what it was said. He will leave for Real Madrid, for Barcelona, or of course uh, for uh, for Premier League clubs. Um, but I think this has changed a little bit uh, because of the whole uh, stuff with um, coronavirus. Um, because here in Germany, Sport Build and Kicker, uh, which are really reliable sources here in Germany, said that um, maybe uh, he won't leave because even the big clubs in uh, in the Premier League will say, yeah, maybe we'll wait another year because the market is uh, is not that huge and um, it's it's uh, yeah quite difficult um, to uh, to pay 140 million uh, for for uh, for a 19 year old. Um, uh, even if we don't get the um, the money from uh, from TV, and um, yeah, I think so. The possibility is that he will stay this summer, but uh, I, on my point, would say he is already that good. Not like Haaland, he's already that good that he could help a big club in England as well. Now, do you do you think that? Because obviously, if cause if I, I'm just putting myself into Sancho's shoes here. And you see the clubs that are, seem to be appearing to lead the race for your signature. And you see Manchester United. Well, I don't really want to join them. They haven't got an obvious striker that I'd be able to link up with. So there's a chance that my output's going to drop. And then you look at Chelsea and have a team in, in kind of evolution. It'd be, well, I might as well wait a year and see see what Chelsea are bringing to the table. Real Madrid, they, they seem interested in, obviously, Mbappe. Barcelona seem interested in bringing back Neymar. There doesn't seem... Like if I'm Sancho and I'm looking at it and I've got Haaland suddenly, probably one of the greatest prospects in European football, suddenly playing alongside me. It just seems very weird that you'd want to kind of snap out of that now, particularly when it looks like this Dortmund team potentially um, with the other youngsters that they've got, depending if they can keep Hakimi, obviously Gio Reyna coming through in 2020, that they could potentially challenge Bayern um, and Leipzig for the title. Yeah, I think there have been uh, not many reasons for other players like Aubameyang and uh, Dembélé to to leave Dortmund as well. So I think uh, Dortmund can compete with uh, at least uh, United, Chelsea, um, Tottenham um, and Arsenal as well, um, since they are not uh, that good this season. Um, and uh, there's when I when I look in, uh, through Sancho's eyes, there is no reason to leave. Like you said, that's right. But um, he's, I think, earning around six million in uh, in uh, in Dortmund, and I'm I'm quite sure that uh, young players are not always uh, saying, um, hmm, maybe I should stay two seasons in Dortmund, developing. And he says, yeah, I'm scoring uh, 14, 14 goals and sixteen assists this season. I'm so good. Other clubs are not; uh, they they do not have such good players than me. I want to earn a little bit of more money. I have to leave now. I want to be uh, next to my family in uh, in England as well. I have friends, like you said, Marcus Rashford in uh, in Manchester. Um, but uh, as a player, there's no reason for me to join a club like Man United. You said it, Pete. Uh, especially 
not even Chelsea, because you cannot even say that they are playing in a Champions League next year. Chelsea's fourth, right? Uh, United fifth. Um, one of them, um, yeah, even uh, how the uh, thing with Man City turns out, um, even one of them won't play Champions League next season. And Borussia Dortmund, I think you can say it, uh, probably will. So for me as a player, it's not, uh, um, it would be, wouldn't be smart to leave uh, for Sancho. Yeah. But financially, and I don't know. <laughs> hey, what do you make of make of Sancho? Obviously, you're a man with close ties for Chelsea, a club that have been linked with him, um, and have probably followed. Given your proclivity for youth football, you probably followed him for a long time. Probably been following him since his days. Where was he when he was twelve? Which London club was he before he got poached by City? Watford was it? Yeah. Um, the Chelsea connection is interesting. Like he, he is. He said he's public about that. He was a family. He's growing up. I don't know how much impact that has on kids these days. Like it seems like players will play for anyone. Um, but Chelsea are a club that would be willing to pay him both. They pay him and pay Dortmund. Um, he's also he, whilst he's also mates with Rashford, he is good mates with Tammy Abraham. I think that there's something at Chelsea there, but I don't think it's fully formed yet. I think there's a potential if you threw in. Pulisic, Abraham, Mason Mount, and then added Sancho to that mix. That's a really exciting front four. You put in, say, N'Golo Kante, Jorginho, Matteo Kovacic. There's a good spine. There's a good structure there. But we're, I think the jury's still out on Frank Lampard and as a manager. For me, I think he'll come good. And I think if he's given another season or two, I think he'll build something pr- truly special at Chelsea. But I don't know if Sancho's going to be patient enough to wait. As as Tom says, Like some of these young players now, they feel like they want to move immediately because they're scared of being yesterday's news. So... If Sancho's going to move to England this summer, I'll come back to what I said about Haaland. I think Liverpool's the obvious choice. Like I think you put him in that front three and he could do something really special because I think Klopp would be the perfect manager to try and lock him. He would get so much attacking freedom because of the space that the other four was create. Tom, you were saying that, also maybe Ben, you were saying actually that um, he's going to look at other squads and think actually, where am I going to play where I'm going to get as many chances? Liverpool's the one. That's the one right now. I don't think he'd go back to City because of the way he was treated before. So if you were going to go to England... I think it's got to be Liverpool. However, like he went to Dortmund when he was a kid like, and he wasn't scared about that. So is he going to be scared about going to Real Madrid or Barcelona? I don't think so. How do, would you rate the chance that uh, a club like Chelsea and Man United, uh, even this summer, if uh, if maybe the Premier League won't, won't end, is willing to pay around 130 till 150 million? How would you rate uh, rate the chance? Because uh, Dortmund won't say... Uh, We will we will sell him for I think eighty ninety million. It they won't do it. It all depends on the Champions League, to be honest. That if if either of those teams, I don't know if the Premier League gets cancelled, I don't know how they're going to award it. But if either of those teams gets told you're going to be in the Champions League next year with all that money that that entails, and I think that both teams also could make some sales to raise money. Obviously, if United, if United think they can get Sancho, they will sell Pogba to Juventus or Real Madrid. I think there's no doubt about that. For Chelsea, it's a little bit less clear about who you can sell. But actually, what I suspect they would do is actually look to the squad as a whole and all their loan players, sell off four or five of them at, say, 15, 20 million a pop. Then you start raising the funds for that. And I think if either of them knew they had Champions League football and they got the go-ahead from Sancho's people that he would come if they made the offer, mm. then I think they would aggressively look to sell players, raise the funds and then do the deal. Okay. Yeah, Pete, the only, only question I had on that was, you mentioned Liverpool. And, and I agree, I think Sancho would be frightening in a front in a front three, but it is a front three. Currently very locked down Salah, Mane, Firmino. Klopp isn't a huge fan of rotating his front line um, 
or his defence. It's only really the midfield three that changed quite a bit. I mean, would you have? Would one of the others have to leave Mane or Salah before realistically Sancho would be considered joining? Potentially, yeah. I think that is a problem. Um, although I would say that at times this season, especially before the coronavirus hit, it did start to look as if that Liverpool squad was getting a little bit stretched thin. Like obviously you've got Oxlade Chamberlain, you've got Shakiri, and you've got Origi, but they're not really making bigger differences. In fact, the Ox is actually playing better deep. So I think they wouldn't be against another option, but also by the same degree, I don't think that Real Madrid interest in Mohamed Salah has gone away. And if they come in with an offer of even like 100, 120 million euros, and you know that you can then go and get Sancho for about 20 or 30 million euros more, I'd make that trade in a heartbeat. Because I think Salah, as good a player as he is, I think of the three, he's going to be the one to decline first. Fair enough. Um, Let's turn our attention to another Dortmund star, one that, I mean... I don't know, maybe keen football enthusiasts have known since before 2020. I've only become aware of him recently. Gio Reyna, uh, really impressed in his substitute cameo against PSG in the first leg of their Champions League knockout game, um, made his debut in that mad 5-3 game that Haaland scored his hat-trick on his debut too. Uh, how excited are Dortmund by the prospect of him, Tom? Um, I think he's a legitimate uh, next central. Uh, but maybe not next century, but uh, everyone's saying he's uh, is comparing him to uh, Pulisic because they are both uh, Americans. Um, he's really, really interesting. Um, he's, I think, 183. Um, he's a strong body already with 17 years. He's he's pretty fast. He, he has the technical skills. Um, but uh, Lucien Favre is also not the guy who is rotating that much. And um, you really have to be very good if uh, he is uh, putting you in the mix. Um, but Giorena also uh, had the idea last year bringing into the squad. Uh, but this year, I think he has made the first step. Um, you have to see uh, maybe next year when he uh, starts in uh, more games um, how he'll turn out. Um, I'm I'm not convinced um, of him since many other guys are yet. He, he's gotten a lot of extension, uh, attention, sorry, not extension, uh, attention for his goal against, uh, Werder Bremen. I think it was, uh, pretty, pretty famous in, uh, uh, in UK too. Um, that was his uh, special moment. Yeah. But otherwise, I think he's only had, uh, like six or seven, uh, short term, um, short, uh, he was in only six or seven games for 30, 30 minutes. And one time he started, I think. Uh, and yeah, he's, he's, been uh, been good in the first leg against uh, P- PSG, but I think he has to show consistency first before um, you can say is he even that great um, than than the guys who who is already compared with. Um, and then another player that's kind of cropped up a lot in in reports certainly this side of the English Channel, um, Akraf Hakimi. Now he's not actually a Dortmund player; he's still contracted to Real Madrid and he's on loan. Some reports, I don't know if you can shed any light on this, Tom, some reports suggest that Dortmund have already agreed a fee. Others suggest that um, the likes of Chelsea, who will bring Pete in, um, could potentially sweep for Hakimi this summer. Um, yeah, with Hakimi it's different because, like you said, uh, he is uh, his Real Madrid player and it's all in the hands of uh, Florentino Perez. I think uh, if he says um, we, we need Ahra Hakimi next season, uh, they will get him back and I see the chances uh, are more likely now because uh, Real Madrid, as any other team, won't be able to uh, buy as much players or um, spend as much money um, like they used to in the summer uh, because of the corona- uh, coronavirus situation. Um, 
But they already they still have Cavajal and you know Zidane, who is always relating to the guys he know, and he maybe says Cavajal is only twenty eight and um I, I need him the next two seasons, three seasons, and um Hakimi made clear that if he is going back to Madrid, which he cannot decide right now, but um if he is going back, he wants to play. And so I think there are chances that uh, he is getting another loan um, for Borussia Dortmund. I think that's that's uh, pretty likely if Real Madrid, uh, Real Madrid says um, that they uh, won't need him next season. But I don't see uh, I don't see that they are selling him. No. Hey, your, what are your views on on Hakimi? It's only because I saw. I mean, I just typed in Hakimi into Google while doing a bit of research for this podcast. His name flashed up. There was a Chelsea logo. It might be nothing more than that. I just wondered if you'd if you'd heard anything either him or um, for Chelsea rather or other Premier League clubs. I mean, I think it's a weird situation because he's un- he's undeniably a, a really talented player. He's electric when you watch him. For some reason, Real have let his contract run, and now he's entering the last eighteen months. I think so. He's got to make they've got to make a decision this summer. And he's played so well now that I think if they want to keep him, he's going to be able to um, demand a pretty big wage actually from them. The call I think they've got to make is basically between him and Alvaro Odriozola, who's out on loan at Bayern. And I think you've basically got to pick between one of those two because Carvajal is the sort of player who he's going to be able to play into his 30s, no problem. He's going to decline, but you can definitely keep him around in the squad and he can end up like slotting in and rotating a bit in the way they used to use Nacho, I think. So you can only pick one of them. And Tom, I was going to ask you, like, out of the two, because you'd have watched both of them a lot more than me this season, would you pick Odriozola or Hakimi? Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty easy choice. Uh, it would be Hakimi, of course, because Odriozola, uh, he has been, I think, in three games for Bayern and he was not good. He was not ready. You could see this guy is not ready for the for the big stage. Um, and uh, yeah, Hakimi has uh, weaknesses, um, especially defensively. Um, but um, yeah, you, you saw that if you put him in the right position, like in Dortmund, like he's a, like a wing back, I think, uh, where uh, three center backs and uh, his, uh, him and uh, Guerrero are the wing backs. Uh, that's just perfect for him. So maybe Sidan says, okay, he's not that good defensively, and uh, I'm playing uh, in a four, uh, four uh, with with four guys in the back, and uh, maybe that's a um, that's a risk. Maybe they could say, okay, he has to develop a little bit more, but. I would say Hakimi is right now the best uh, right back in, in Bundesliga, of course. Yeah, I think that makes sense because from my perspective, when Real were at their best and they had they had the forward players cutting inside and a lot of the whip came from Marcelo and Carvajal at fullback and Carvajal was younger and could get up and down a lot more. So if you've got someone like Hakimi coming in, I think you can litigate for having a few defensive mistakes because you've got the cover behind him, especially with Varane and Ramos. Plus, as well, at the moment, they haven't got a cover for Carver House. So if he's not there, they're either having to drop Lucas Vasquez back or they're having to shift Eden Militao out wide. So you've got to bring one of them back. And I agree with you. I think it's a no-brainer. Give Odriozola more time to sell Rouse out on loan. He clearly needs it. So bring in Hakimi, give him that new contract and groom him as a, as a successor to Carver House. Yeah, I think that would be smart for, for Real. Um because uh, Hakimi said he's he's a child of Madrid. Uh, he l- would love to play there. So there's no no question about that. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's all it's all in their hands. Uh, Dortmund would love to keep him, of course, but they won't pay sixty or seventy million uh, for him if he uh, if he's on the market uh, for for uh, for um, a transfer. Uh, then it would be more likely that he'd join a, an English club. But I don't think that Real will do this. 
Yeah, I think it. I think the only way he goes to a Premier League club is if Real say to him, "We see no future for you here whatsoever." I think he, as you said, he clearly loved Real. I think he'd rather take another loan for another year yeah, or two than. Quite sure about that. Perfect. I think we've delved really well into Borussia Dortmund, who, given that we're saying that none of their star players are definite to leave this summer, probably a good bet for the 2020-2021 Champions League, should it ever happen. Um, so we're not condoning uh, betting here, but put an old good wager on with your friends or whatever. Um, thank you, Tom, all the way from Germany for joining us in Munich. Pete, absolute pleasure as always to have you on. Um, and thanks for you at home for making it to the end. Please remember to tell every single person you know about this beautiful, beautiful podcast. Over and out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.